Hello everybody and welcome to Nintendo Power Block episode 182. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. I'm loving a suit, a certain game called Kunai. What? Kunai. It is a ninja metroidvania. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I, I, be- I believe you. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. It's, it, it, dude, it's something you, that just. Where do you find these games, dude? Like. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Nintendo Life. Uh, showcase this game and i was looking at it i was just like oh this looks cool then i read them like ninja ninja metroidvania i'm here for it and then i saw the graphics and i'm like oh my goodness this is like a a mix of alien hominid iconoclast and uh kind of like a, a metroid game almost like a little bit in the van of super metroid but it's just like this is this is really cool i'm digging this um and the funny thing is uh i can't play on my joy cons because of the drifting but playing it with the pro controller uh i'm i really am enjoying this game it's it's it has this goofy funny funny points to it but it's a really cool game uh you play as a tablet um and like the the I think human uh, I think half of humanity is gone or the majority of humanity is gone and uh, this one group is trying to I guess convert you over to them or destroy you uh, and it just happens that it's not like that there's a resistance who kind of saves you and then you go out you find a ninja sword and you start causing havoc everything mm. uh, and. Uh, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty great game. Um, they really, I don't have a double jump, but it has a big floaty jump like Princess Peach or Festival Marble Brothers Two. Um, but you get up and you travel places using your kunai. Uh, and you know you could. What's cool about this? They have one for the L button and the R button. No Z L and Z R. So your the one for the right is always on ZR, and the one for the left is always ZL. So you could, instead of doing like j- wall jumping and stuff, you get around doing using your knives. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Pretty fun game. Interesting. Interesting. I it I, I don't even know what to say it anymore. It just sounds <laughs> like I, I I just I got lost, and now I just I just don't know what to say anymore. So, I say, look at just look at the trailer. I see, like I said, I see no Nintendo Life, and I'm just like a Ninja Metroidvania. I'm down for this. I mean, didn't they make that? Isn't that a game called The Messenger? <laughs> didn't they make that uh, game already? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> and isn't Yacht Club the, publishing a similar game? <laughs> uh, I think that's the, the debatable. Is that Yacht Club one of Metroidvania game? I, I don't know. Is it? I have no idea. I, have, I I don't know anything about it except for that first trailer we watched. Ah, so I we really have to don't watch. Know. Yeah. So, uh, when, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm I'm bad, everybody. I've been trying not to buy games, and I and really then he, feel. And then he bought so many games that, well, yeah. <laughs> that he, that your 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 credit card said you couldn't buy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
dinner on top of it, everybody. And I'm honest. This is honest. I'm being open. I actually asked boss to be like, hey, Corey, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is <laughs> on simple PS4. Should I buy it? Or should I wait? And he told me to wait. Uh, I, I I know. I tried to. Yes. I'm trying to get my backlog stuff down. Uh, but I just keep adding more of 2020 games, not 2019 in the past, but mm-hmm. more 2020 games. So, um, besides a certain devil that will be out later on this month, mm-hmm. I'll just snack that, snack that one up. Yeah. Well, Ed. Besides that, how was how was your weekend? Was it good? Was it great? Um, we. It was pretty great. I uh, had a fun time with Josh Finnan from uh, to the internet. Uh, he was on Bosch Rush Podcast. So from if you guys the, haven't from checked the internet. <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't checked that episode out, check it out. We had a great discussion, um, answering questions, and um, talking about different things and different games uh, and what we've been playing and stuff. Um, so, but other than that, like. I've been having a fun time at work, you know, laughing with my crew, um, getting some games now. Just uh, playing, I play really playing a lot of more of my PlayStation than my Xbox, because um, I've been trying to get some PlayStation games done um, and worked on uh, before I jump back. Because uh, um, I have control ready for my Xbox to start that or continue it, I should say. Um, I'm making some progress in that for PlayStation, um, but been playing a lot of Switch also. But I'm, I've been trying to give some love to my PlayStation uh, and work through some of those games um, on that system. So kind of held back on the Xbox for a little bit, but um, I will return to it and get some games and stuff done with that. Um, so nice, nice. Well, uh, yeah, I just kind of been hanging out and did a little podcast called arsenal x last night with jesse and uh yes uh it's the the xbox podcast we do by the way if in case you were wondering uh yeah it's it's back it was it went really well you know i kind of was trying to try to figure out a good flow for the show and i know you know we we're gonna test jesse out at hosting it at some point but uh you know, we, we we had a good time. We talked a lot of Xbox, and uh, you know, it was it was a good time. It was it was really fun. Uh, we did all I think like an hour and forty five minutes of Xbox talk last night. Uh, I mean, a lot of I was it, so, what I was so, I did throw up the X. Oh, we so. did. Oh, we yes. did twice. twice. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was fun. We kind of talked about like. New, like it kind of went like an epi- a normal episode of, of Nintendo Power Block, right? But it was more of a. We talked a lot about how we wanted to do Sunday night Arsenal stuff and and kind of you know go over how we wanted the show to go and guests and and talk about you know who would be joining us and and stuff like that because you know it was just it was just me and and Jesse, but you know I know Ray wants to be a part of it and reached out to Antonio and, and Luke and, and Sean and a couple other people, you know, just, just to get people's uh, ears out there to, to, to guess and, you know, maybe be a part of it, uh, you know, 
kind of have like a rotating guest every week and, and see how that goes. So uh, zombie, you know, get her on there. So it should be, it should be an interesting t- uh, iteration of this show. So uh, yeah, sadly, I probably won't be on it. Uh, do some work and that might make some people happy. I don't know why, but uh, hopefully oh, if I get a, you get too I caught get a, up in what the internet thinks. I know. Hopefully, but if I get a Sunday off or I'm off before you guys record, hopefully I can make it uh, and talk some Xbox with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So. Uh, well, I guess we can get into the show since uh, this is going to be kind of a uh, a longer night for us on on stream. Uh, so we are going to record a couple episodes of the Retro Game Show live for you guys uh, if you are watching on Mixer or Twitch. And then, uh, you know, obviously those will go up in order on, on YouTube and, and, and stuff like that. But the housekeeping, it's time. This yes. is Nintendo Power Block, Boss Rush Games Nintendo Podcast. Remember, you can email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com or find our social media threads through Boss Rush Games uh, when we ask for questions so your questions can be answered on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games and on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Rush Games. Join our Discord, Xbox community, Destiny Clan, and all sorts of other places that you can hang out with us. Uh, also, live shows have returned to Mixer and Twitch, so you can go to mixer.com slash boss rush games live or twitch.tv slash boss rush games live and join us in the chat while we discuss stuff on air uh you can also find all of our content on bossrushgames.com. sorry i had to swallow a little bit uh you know like i uh before we get into what we've been playing uh there's a couple things uh one uh kind of have done a poor job of, of, of promoting the retro game show. So I, I do want to point that out. We did do a whole run of a link to the past and, uh, this second, uh, season, if you will, the second iteration of it is uh, super Metroid. So hopefully you go check that out. Uh, I have a couple personal videos I've been working on that should be making their debut this week. Uh, very excited to, to be, I, I've been wanting to do smaller YouTube type videos, you know, just mm-hmm. because we have a YouTube channel. And uh, I mean, yeah, video podcasts are great, but they don't drive people to your YouTube channel, right? And uh, right. you know, that, and that's kind of what we've been doing with the retro show and and pod and play and stuff like that, also. But uh, to get more kind of people searching for our YouTube channel, uh, I've been working on a couple of Nintendo. Uh, short videos that I think people will enjoy. So uh, I don't know if you guys, if anybody out there watches uh, the guys from Game Explain, uh, but they do a lot of small, short videos that are really fun and really cool. And I kind of want to do something uh, along those lines. I really want to bolster our presence on video on, production. Yeah, just and and I, I I know I always say like the YouTube stuff is supplementary to our podcasts, but like <laughs> as somebody who wants to edit video and do more creative stuff that way, like I really want to do more of that style of stuff in my off time. Uh yeah, you know, when I when I have it. Uh you know, uh so so there there's a few projects that I've been working on, a few ideas that I have that I I'm really excited for and uh I, I hope you guys enjoy them. You know, my f- first couple videos are almost done. Uh, 
hopefully the new intros and new trailer will be done this week as well so hopefully those will be up in the next week or two uh i want to get a lot of this stuff done and edited and finished before uh, i go on vacation uh which actually next week ed and i will be doing a double dose of, of nintendo power block because i will be on vacation uh so that'll be that'll be fun that episode's gonna be real fun ed i haven't even told you what it's gonna be oh, but it's gonna I be fun I'm let's just excited. say let's just say it's the third anniversary of the nintendo switch going into its fourth year it's its third birthday so <laughs> i think maybe we should talk about the uh best games on the switch maybe a top 25 <laughs> list Yes, I love this. A live top 25 list. Yes, I'm so, I was so excited. So excited. I love doing this. Uh, and I love, because you know me, I love to pull out the whole wacky stuff that I, I could. <laughs> I know you do. I'm uh, going to have like a very bland generic list and Ed's going to have like whatever game you just talked about at the top of the show. Like, <laughs> what is <laughs> this? Be like, wait, what is this? Huh? Yeah. So, uh, but it, it should be fun. It should, it should be fun, a uh, fun evergreen style episode that you guys can listen to. And it, it, it should be really, really fun. And it's a good way for people who are getting a Nintendo switch, uh, or they getting a, uh, switch Lite. If they're looking for a library of games to have on their system, our 25 list or this pretty much 50 plus some list of games it's a good start you know from but real budget titles to the first party 59.99 you know or if you catch a sell them like it's going to be really good um there are going to be some i think people could just guess and be like well we already know that's going to be on the list but like i said there's going to be some unexpected ones that you might be like wait i've never heard of that this person likes it maybe i'll check it out yeah so should be fun should be a good time uh but but we're gonna get into uh into what we've been playing i hope you guys check out our youtube page and and you know rate us on, on the, the one thing i do want us to to say uh before we before we move on to is uh if you guys are listening to us on on iTunes or Spotify, please rate and review us. Uh, it really helps with discoverability. It helps us grow. It helps us reach more people. And and you know that's that's really the the fun part is watching some numbers go up. You know, it's it's a podcaster and RPG in a way. You just like to watch those numbers go up and hear the experience uh, making making us better. So uh, I want, I appreciate you guys doing that. And also uh, next week's show. We're gonna announce our first giveaway of 2020, so I'm, I hope yes. you guys tune in for that as well. So, Ed, uh, what what are you what are you playing? Are you playing anything fun? Are you playing anything cool? Uh, yes, I am. Besides, so, of course, Kanai. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, started up Bayonetta on Switch. Um, the first one, I've even on when I have the Wii U version, I've never played it. You know, I've never got far into the first scene. Um, but I, I'm like, I'm committed to getting this one done um, and seeing the whole story do uh, through. And I can say, man, from what they did with Bayonetta to Bayonetta two, it's a major jump, a bigger overhaul. Like that's what happens when you so... have Nintendo money in your budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. 
like the production like this like Bandana 2 looks like a HD gay um and I think it's the color and the choices that they decided to go with. Um, the combat feels a little bit more fluid and concise. Because, uh, like, in Bayonetta, in, in this Bayonetta, uh, her kicking doesn't feel good. And I'm like, ah, oh, this kicking, I can't not stand. But uh, I can't wait to go through it. It just looks so depressing and muddy. Mm-hmm. It's stuff, not just like, uh, just seeing from the first level to you fighting all the demons on the planet, you just be like, "Oh, this game pops! <laughs> this looks so good. This art direction looks so bad, so much better." Uh, but I am gonna work on that. Played a little bit of Ikaruga, of course, just to have some fun. Um, there's a demo that I played called Strikey Sisters. Um, it plays like I think it's Kabah. Is it Kabah? It, uh, where the where you got that bar at the bottom and that little dot comes back, uh, you gotta hit it and it goes wherever it wants. Uh, you break those bo- uh, blocks and stuff. Um, it's kind of like that. I think it's ka- it's kaboom or kaboom. I think it's kaboom. I think that's the name it's of probably it. Probably kaboom. Uh, guessing. Uh, it's a old arcade game, everybody. But uh, I was just playing the demo to see what this game was, and it's kind of cool. I might check it out uh, a little bit. Uh, there's a game called uh, Echo E Q Q O. This seems like it, it, the reviews just came out for it. I think it, it came out last week. Um, I'm not far into it, but this is a game that you really need to play touchpad and not so much on the TV. Um, I tried playing it with the touch control with the controller, and I'm like, uh, this doesn't feel good with the pro controller. So it looks like I'm going to. Um, it's getting good review. I think I think Nintendo. Uh, life gave it like a seven or eight, um, but I I'm really intrigued. You play as a boy who can't see, and um, he has to protect this egg um, from the snake god. Uh, and you know, if it, it, it has a, a idea of eco um, from it for PlayStation Two and uh, the remaster, uh, it kind of has that feeling to it. So. Um, you kind of guide him with touching the gamepad, or not the gamepad, touching the uh, the switch. Um, and so I'm trying to play this on the TV with the controller. It's it's very off. It doesn't feel right. So that's gonna be a game that I'm gonna be playing like on the Switch. Uh, I talked about Kunai, uh, Tokyo Mirage Session, uh, FE Sharp Encore. Uh, I'm at the third boss in the game uh like you're trying to get you're trying to save your boss that you work for uh from this photographer his like the the mirage that took over him uh you're you have to fight well it sucks because um I'm getting killed a lot, so I got to go back and grind for my party. Uh, but like most of my side characters are weak uh, to some of the enemies, and because of when they're weak, um, they could do a session, which is a combo thing on them. So I got to try to get them strong enough so that um, the more that they get hit, 
uh, their defense is high enough so it won't take off much energy and I have enough time to be able to do sessions on them uh, so I got to try to work that out. I probably got to grind probably seven or eight more levels up. So most of all my characters are 20, but I need to jump them up to 30 for it. But uh, once again, beautiful game, love the music and everything. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, I downloaded Snack World, the Dungeon Crawler um, Gold Edition. I think this is a game that Nintendo is publishing. Um, it's a dungeon crawler kind of Um there was one that uh, they did for the 3DS, and I cannot think of it. Uh, and it dealt like with water and everything. When I find it, I'll let everybody know next time. Uh, but that's not released yet. But uh, I did pick that one up in uh, Devil May Cry 3. I picked up also. So those two are pre ordered. Um, and just waiting for the release date for them. Um, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing on Switch. Um, it seems that there is a lot, um, but um, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's me playing a lot of stuff. So, um, and now I, I definitely know I need to start playing more Breath of the Wild because <laughs> I need to get that game beaten. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Yes. So, I do. Yeah. 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 So there, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing, and I'll probably have a longer list next week. Yeah, you probably will. You probably will. So, uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing. Well, like I said, I, I beat Hellblade uh, on on Xbox, but I mean, I I feel weird talking about it, even though it's available on Switch. But mm-hmm. I still think it's something like if you only have a Switch. You should probably be pl- playing it. You know, it's a, uh, it's such a wonder, it's such a wonderful game. You know, it's it's a, uh, man. I I don't really know how else to tell anybody to play it. It's it's just, you know, you 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 the the way they play with sound and the way they they mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, it, when you go into battle and like. You say, oh, like it says, look out, look out behind you. And like, you know, because you hear the voices around you, right? And like, it'll say, look out behind you. And sometimes there's an enemy behind you and sometimes there's not. And sometimes it like really messes with you. So you really have to like pay attention. Uh, so that's, that's, it's really unique in that way. And, and like the way, like the different voices are either encouraging you or taking you mm-hmm. down or, messing with you while you're like in the middle of a battle or solving a puzzle or you know fighting a boss and it's like it's really really just it's, just, it's such a special game and I, I i really want people to play this game uh if, if you can right uh, it, it, it's i mean it's it's available everywhere like it, it's yes. if you have xbox it's on game pass if you have playstation it's 20 dollars. if you have a switch i think it's 25 or 30 dollars right like it's it's not an expensive game. It only takes up about six to nine hours of your time, depending on how much you want to do in it. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. a very long game. The puzzles are really smart. Like I, I love the different things, the way they tool with the environment. It kind of reminds me of DMC in a different way. Right? Yeah. Where like, you know, in DMC where like you would go into a level and like the level would just like break apart depending on like where you were, or what you were doing. Right. And like, Hellblade kind of plays with that idea a little bit, but more subtle where like they have these, uh, these gates that you walk through and like 
when you look through the gate, it changes the environment in front of you, right? And then when you mm. walk, like when you walk by the gate, it shows what the environment will look like. And if you walk through the gate, it changes the environment like that. And you use that mechanic to solve puzzles. Like you can rebuild bridges. You can uh, change the way the the landscape looks. You can open doors. You can take down walls. Like there's so many cool puzzles that you can do within the environment with this. And like. Like it's weird, but coming from a Ninja Theory game, like I think the I think the weakest part is the combat of this game. And I, I we've talked about that on Boss Rush, and I think I'm I mentioned it that I'm just like Ninja Theory was it's not for stylized action. Mm-hmm. So oh, to to take that kind of idea out and put that that form of combat in that game, it really changes everything for you. If you if you are a big fan and played a lot of their games, mm-hmm. I mean, even though they only did three, um, did some past games. I, I just found out I'm like they made that game for the Sega Genesis. I'm like, damn, okay. Uh, with that combat, because I agree with you, um, the combat in Hellblade, just like yeah, if you took this out and just gave me the puzzles, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, the combat's not bad. It's just simple and it's like. And this, it, I'm not. Yeah. Here, I'm not playing this game for the combat, right? It's ju- it's just something that feels like uh, shoehorned is the wrong word, but it just feels like it's just something there to keep the player occupied when you're not solving puzzles. And and I think it could have done without that, but you know, uh, it's can, what. Oh, can I say? In uh, and this might be a little bit Nintendo. I I really think that Hellblade, Surrender Sacrifice, The Last Guardian. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I can't wait to get further more to Fire Emblem Three Houses because even by the way that you talk about it, I feel like those four games bring a major impact on how you view games and how they affect you as a player. Yeah, I've actually, you know, it's. it's it, I actually am. Oh, like, go ahead. I'm like really wanting to play it again, right? Like, I, I really want to play it again, uh, Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. and like. You know, I, I've I've told you before where like I I I I feel bad in that game, right? Like playing that game I feel bad because I don't like the feeling of, of fighting your friends, right? Like it, it's it's it, it does such a good job of, of making you like you see these characters be friends for like the first half of the game, right? And then yeah. and you know then the different houses kind of represent a different region of the world. And like when those regions are fighting a war, like you're literally fighting your friends and killing your friends. And it's just so sad, you know, like I, I yeah. want to go back and play a different house, especially with the cindered, uh, cindered shadows coming out. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's, there's games, games are starting to address different things in different ways. And it's, uh, yeah, each game deals with different themes, and when they can impact you that way, the meaning of that game is more than just graphics and moments that happen in the, like cinematics and uh, you know 
uh, just showing off what a sister can do. It's just like we talked, like, even go watch our pilot play Horizons of Dawn. It's all and listen to the things that we talk about there. Um, the Last Guardian, just like it, that, conne- that connection really makes sense between uh, your player and Trico. And for people who, who haven't played The Last Guardian, I know there's some frustrating parts with it, uh, but I'm like, stick with that game to the end. And I personally feel like you f- you have a better connection with those two in it. And I, I I I love when games do that, when it's not all about the flash flashiness, but that the themes stick out, mm-hmm. and it really connects to you as a player. Because I'm like, that's the things that when we talk about narration in games and more mature games and stuff, when those games can speak to you in that kind of manner, it really makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Nintendo's not always the best at it, and that's fine. Um, but just like it don't, it, to me personally, it don't matter where it comes from. If those games can speak to me like that, I'm all for it. Because mm-hmm. like, like you said, going back to it, just be like, man, I can't believe that this game spoke to me because, like, even Heavy Rain, um, David, uh, not David Jaffe, uh, what's his David name? David Cage. Dave, David Cage. Like, Heavy Rain spoke more to me as a father and son relationship than Kratos and uh, his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not a bad thing between Kratos and his son, but I'm just like, man, the sacrifice and everything that he went through to get his son back, that's some real stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the feeling and the emotion of and making those hard decisions. It's just like, wow. Yeah, so it's it's definitely, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot of stories are, are starting to be told in, in way better ways than, you know, then the you know like remember when we were blown away by the ninja gaiden cutscene at the beginning of the yes it was like yes oh there's like a story i so, literally was just watching that <laughs> a while back yeah so uh you know i hellblade is amazing i i know the switch isn't the ideal way to play it but it is available there and i think if you only own a switch and you listen to this show i know there's a couple of you out there that you know have a switch because you're adults and you travel and you still want to play games, but don't have time to sit on, you know, in front of the, in front of the consoles, you know? So, uh, I, I do recommend it. It's definitely a wonderful game. So, uh, other than that, what have I been playing? What have I been playing? I haven't really been playing a whole lot else. I play a, I play a little bit more Tokyo Mirage sessions. Um, I'm still only about two and a half hours in it's, uh, I, I I don't really have any more anything else to say really about it except for like it's a it's a fun game and I I think people should play it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's one of the I I've been I've been really trying to uh, focus on on Switch stuff lately and and uh, because you know I I I I've always had this really weird thing about balancing how I play games or where I play games, you know, and, and it's been difficult balancing between all three consoles. Right. And I, uh, I was listening to, uh, a PlayStation podcast the other day and like the, the hosts were talking about how, you know, 
they've they've just decided to dedicate themselves to one platform right and they're missing great great games on other platforms you know and they're missing and you know they they have all the consoles but like you know just being invested in an ecosystem and playing one system and the simplicity of one ecosystem has really helped them focus on what games they play and and how they play it and they've just had to come to accept that they're going to miss certain games and miss you know finishing games playing games you know that you know what i mean Yes. And uh, it really kind of hit, uh, uh, it really triggered something in my head that said, you know, maybe you should stop trying to play everything and focus on a lot, like just focus on simple things, right? And and uh, I've I've really tried to focus on on switch and uh you know i have been playing stuff on xbox also right like the games i can't play on switch i will play on xbox but for the most part like i'm i'm really putting a big focus on my backlog this year and i've kind of retooled how i want to do that the last couple days uh Mm just just since i listened to that podcast i made a list of the games i have lists of the games that i need to play and uh i was like okay i'm gonna start focusing on these switch games you know i i told you before the show i've re-downloaded a bunch of games to to play through a lot of indie games uh a couple first party a couple rpgs uh a couple rpgs uh and I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to be like, look, I'm focusing on Nintendo stuff. I'm focusing on switch and like the videos I'm making are Nintendo focused. And a lot of the reviews I'm starting to write after the Hellblade one are Nintendo focused. And I want to focus on Nintendo because this is how we started. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we have a, you and I, obviously our first love is Nintendo. And I feel like Jesse and, and Ray and whoever else we decide to, you know, bring onto the team will have a really good ex- a sense of Xbox and, and whatever else, right? Yeah. So I want to, I want to be able to play to my strengths, which is the which is Nintendo, right? And and so, uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, because no, like, of course, my strength is Nintendo, but I I know for me, I I. I do my best to be universal and I know it don't seem that seem that way when it comes to games. Um, definitely doing a whole bunch of podcasts, hosting one and coming up with top topics for my own. It's just like, I have to kind of be universal to all of them. So I, I have to continue to jump everywhere. Um, but I am trying my best to focus on something because like I said, I, I like to talk about games in different ways than what the, normal or accepted conversation that most of us usually have in gaming um but i am playing more switch like i mentioned for the pre-show i've been playing my playstation 4 because i'm like i got a ton of games on here and i need to focus on getting some of those play in same with xbox and stuff um because i play my switch every day i take it to work with me and i play it i bring it back home and spend nights playing my switch and everything but like i know like if i got a topic that i want to talk about and i want to do some research sometimes there's certain games that i have to play on different platforms and everything um and just like you i want to get back into doing reviews and stuff and for me for reviews that consists of all three platforms yeah so i mean i'm not saying i'm going to stop playing the other platforms i just like 
you have a I stronger know, focus. I know, like, up. theoretically, bo- the Boss Rush podcast should be our pillar, and then, you know, obviously, br- mm-hmm. branching off would be Pow Block and Arsenal X, but people have come have you know dm me or or tweeted at me or or you know just said some things to me like you know nintendo power block is clearly the 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 uh, uh the top of the pyramid of this of our three show kind of strategy here and and mm-hmm. you know it may it, we may not want it to be that way just because we are focused on having pal or or uh boss rush be the the top of the pyramid but sometimes it doesn't always work out that way you know and, and i want to give nintendo power block my everything i have right like whether we bring back expansion pack or you know do smaller videos or direct recaps like i want mm-hmm. to make sure our nintendo content is 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 top of the, top, top of the line <laughs> yeah like you know what i mean and, and yes. sorry i know i'm like kind of all over the place right now because i'm one i'm trying to get <laughs> i'm trying to get boss rush edited and posted by tomorrow but also like you know i mean also last night i was up late recording with jesse and trying to f- we kind of talked through some things but like i just i want to make sure our nintendo stuff is is top tier i want to make sure like we are yes. doing our best providing people with the nintendo content because like if we start adding staff members or whatever like i know we kind of talked about this at the beginning but we are going to have to assign ourselves kind of like roles to make sure everything kind of goes smoothly right and and Mm -hmm. then i all like i told you even if boss rush goes away nintendo power block will still be here right and i want to treat it like that so uh you know i'm just i've just been trying to refocus on some switch stuff and 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 other nintendo like i have my wii u hooked up for the first time in about a year and a half i yes i have my gamecube over here in a box over here because like this uh the next couple days uh you know while i'm editing i'm going to try to hook up my gamecube and and uh try to make sure everything's working because i want to stream like i want to get back to streaming right like i want to get back to doing what i was doing before we started doing all this stuff right and and while stuff is processing in the background or or i'm editing stuff or whatever like i want to be streaming i want to be i want to be a nintendo streamer on mixer right like that's that's like i I mean i want to be a podcaster and do all this stuff but like when i'm not doing that i want to stream nintendo games i want to have a nintendo community around boss rush games and nintendo power block like and you know that's why i reached out on twitter like i want to be guesting on shows to talk about pal block right and like you know what i mean like this is this is our 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 baby you know this is our our pride and joy this this podcast and the stuff we do surrounding it so um and we we want to expand yeah get more of the name out there yeah yeah definitely you know so uh you know we'll we I'm not sure what that looks like yet. You know, I've had a lot of ideas. I've talked a lot about a, about a lot of ideas, and it all comes down to time and strategies and stuff like that. But like, this is this is my favorite thing that we do. It always has been, and it probably always will be. Right? So, I just love podcasting with everybody. No, I do. I do too. But you know what I mean. Like, when, how, when it how, comes to when it comes to Nintendo, like 
Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could talk all day about Nintendo if I could. And it might seem a certain way, but I'm like... <laughs> some I, like some I said, argue whenever I, you podcast, you do talk about <laughs> Nintendo. About Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, like I... Like I stated on my one v one, I was rooted into Nintendo. So my love and my gaming and everything I write and come from came from Nintendo. You know, th- that's just me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I I don't know. That's just kind of what I've been. I've been thinking a lot about it. So, uh, I yes didn't plan on that going that long. But anyways, uh. What else have I been playing? I've been playing. I've been playing. Uh, I played a little bit. I, I've been going through some games just to like get reacclimated with some stuff because uh, you know I'm I'm working on a big piece on like you know the the games big games that hit switch throughout the first three years right and kind of writing a small paragraph on everything and how they made me feel when I played them you know and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I dove back into Breath of the Wild. I played a little bit of of Arms of all games. Uh, Smash. I need to. That's what I need to buy. Arms. Yeah, also, also, like I re-downloaded Astral Chain because I had purchased it and never played it, and I'm like, I don't even really know what this game is about. Like I do, but like, just from talking to people, and I watched yes. that. I watched the trailer for Astral Chain, and I'm like. Why am I not playing this game? Like, wait, dude, it looks so good. Like the the trailer made it look amazing, and like just the way. Uh, I, I, why am I not playing this game? The villain looks ridiculously platinum. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I was like I fell in love with the trailer right away. I'm like I, I'm gonna this this might have to be played like right now. So, uh, but other than that, I haven't re- I haven't really been playing anything other than than Hellblade and and some Tokyo Mirage sessions. So, uh, yes, uh, you know I I also redownloaded a uh, Mutant Year Zero, the strategy game. Uh, so that's I've got a, I got a, I've got a lot to play, and uh, hopefully it, I get to play them soon. So, yeah, sorry for, sorry for the side rant, everybody. I just kind of wanted to. I don't know. I just got really like excited, and when I get excited, I stumble over words and grant and do all these other things. So, uh, anyways, you guys know me. It's 182 episodes, and if you haven't noticed that already, then I don't know. Welcome to the show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. All right. Let's get into this first news story. Ed. Uh, news bits. Sakurai agrees that there are too many Fire Emblem characters. Imagine that. Uh. This comes from our friends over at Nintendo Life. Sakurai understands there are too many Fire Emblem reps in Smash and says it's time to, quote, move on. It's something that's already been decided. Uh, Article uh, has been updated earlier this week in his latest Femitsu column. Uh, Sakurai touched on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate having too many Fire Emblem characters and Sword Fighters. While he understands that the fan base is talking about, uh, he says it is, quote, time to move on and what's done is done. Here's more detailed translation, courtesy of Nintendo Everything. Uh, I understand. First and foremost, there are too many Fire Emblem characters, and what's and what's more, there are too many sword users. It's something that's already been decided, though, so let's move on. I should be thinking more about other things. Uh, the Smash Brothers director f- uh, further explains how his own preferences don't play a role into the fighter selection, uh, and noted how Nintendo has, quote, 
larger a larger say in making in the decision making. Byleth, for example, was added because the character is brand new, which is a nice contrast to existing fighters with more extensive histories. Uh, quote, my preferences don't play a role with new fighters are added. Nintendo has a larger say in the decision and brings their thoughts to the table. At any rate, the theme for this this character was how much freshness they brought to the game. The fighters that we have that we include in Smash Brothers tend to have uh, come from series that have histories. For instance, Dragon Quest quote hero, uh, Banjo Kazooie, and Fatal Fury's uh, Terry Bogard all first appeared around twenty or thirty years ago. I want to include quite a wide breadth of characters. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot kind of surrounding smash brothers lately and that was you know there there was an interesting rumor that was actually debunked about sora uh coming to to smash uh Mm -hmm. but uh i do i i am kind of like i kind of knew that you know nintendo probably had a final say in what characters are going in anyway and uh it's just it's it's really interesting to hear sakurai be so open about it you know, like you never really hear Nintendo developers be open about stuff like that. Yes. And the fact that he is pretty open about it was really nice to hear. So. Yeah. And I think I have no problem with the Fire Emblem characters coming to Smash. Um, you, you're going to learn them or not. They Nintendo <coughs> knows that if, if Fire Emblem is selling like hotcakes, why not put that lead character that is in the game into Smash? You know, mm-hmm. so it's it like it's more surprising to me that they have Cloud in Smash mm-hmm. than they have a Fire Emblem character because I'm like, this is a game that's been around for years. They if you knew the history between Nintendo and Square Soft at that time, you literally be like, wait huh yeah. like isn't like, it isn't it funny like i heard this i heard this thing uh a, a couple weeks ago about how uh it was about it was a interesting discussion about soul Calibur 2 right mm-hmm. and how sony's version of soul Calibur was supposed to have cloud in it and and that was they were they were trying to make a a rival to how popular link was and uh, so the, Sony couldn't secure the rights to Cloud to to put in Soul Calibur because SquareSoft was so protective over the IP at the time, right? And uh, it's just funny how you know even in PlayStation All Stars, like Cloud was kind of like you know pushed to the side a little bit, you know, and and mm-hmm. how Nintendo got this, you know, pretty much the. Uh, I would say Cloud, Snake, and Crash are the three PlayStation 1 mascots at the time, right? And the fact that Nintendo has two of the three PlayStation mascots in their fighting game and Sony couldn't get either of them yeah. was so, like, just so telling, you know? And, and I mean, I, I'm not trying to, like, bash on Sony or anything. Not that, no. not that PlayStation All-Stars was, like, a great game or anything. But uh, it's just funny how, like... These characters that were so iconic to the PlayStation, you're sitting here playing them in in this uh, Nintendo kind of fighting game, and like these games aren't even on Nintendo consoles yet. I mean, I, I mean they weren't at the time, right? Except for maybe you know Twin Snakes and like the the 
NES ports of the MSX Metal Gear games, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, it's just yeah. It, it's a... go ahead. Sorry. It, it... No, I was just going to say that it took Square Enix to lose a lot of money because they were filling the games on PlayStation like crazy. But people weren't buying them. Uh, some are iconic, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't Bravely Default iconic. Where Square Enix did Well, I expect... would argue that Final Fantasy is way more iconic than Bravely Default. Well... Well, Bravely Default in an iconic way, as in they didn't think that a game like that would sell, and people would want that kind of battle system where they hold it up in high regards. And when a 3DS game was making them more money than a Sony PlayStation game, as in recovering development and stuff, it w- it was just like, wait. More people are talking about this game and talking about this game and talking about this game, and and it, it just made sense that every time Square Enix was putting the stuff on a Nintendo console, and besides Crystal Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, but that uh, people were were surprised on how well they did. Um, that stuff was building a relationship back with Square Enix and Nintendo. To where it, it I, also, make- I also think like oh, I also think that Enix had a better relationship with Nintendo than Square did, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then when they merged, uh, you know, what in the mid two thousands, like I feel like that kind of eased them back into it, right? Because like Dragon Quest has always been, uh, until you know, I mean, I mean, they've jumped around a lot, but a lot of the Dragon Quest games are on Nintendo exclusively. You know, you look at the yeah. 3D, the 3DS or the DS games and the remakes and stuff. Uh, you know, I think eight was the last major game until eleven to be on PlayStation, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, because, because nine uh, nine I mean, was on the DS. Nine to ten, yeah. Nine was on the d- ten DS. was this weird ten. MMO that was on Wii and Wii U only in Japan, and then eleven. Yes. So, uh, <clears throat> eleven they they broke it back. They brought it back to PS4 and Switch. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's there's uh there's a there there's a history there, but you know, I I think when when uh final fantasy jumped from super nintendo to the playstation it really kind of i don't know it, it it burned nintendo in a way to an extent uh and then you know i i think that in this world where we can actually you know where we can actually play all the final fantasy games on our switches now and and mm-hmm. well for the most part and you know where we can actually play as cloud and smash and uh you know, I still think Sephiroth's going to be a character in Smash, and because of the 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 remake, and they want to garner interest in that too. So, but <laughs> well, we'll see because uh, the, the way that the music track selection was, or how limited Square Enix allowed them to have, yeah, compared but to what SK was. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I don't care about the music. I yeah. I care more about the characters, right? Like I I think. I mean, I know there's people that care about the music, and I like the music selection, right? Like, I could, I could mm-hmm. leave my Switch on all night and listen to the Smash soundtrack, right? Like, that's not a, it's not a surprise. But I also think like people like to see the characters in there, you know, like when, 
I still remember the Sonic reveal trailer, right? At for yes. for Brawl and how awesome that was, right? Or the the Pac Man or the Mega Man ones, or remember how cool the Belmonts were revealed for Ultimate and there's just a lot of cool things that go into smash and, and how these characters are revealed. Like the character reveals are better than the characters themselves. Most of the time. Right. Like, yes. I mean, that push I don't up see any, still I don't, I don't, I don't see hunger box or, or Sonic Fox using, <laughs> using banjo in, in the final smash. Right. Like I just don't, uh, but you know, they, they're still fun to, to see and, and, and watch. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I agree with Sakurai. Like, I think everybody just needs to move on. But also, you got to realize, like, Nintendo's also they they made a game to promote other games, pretty much with Smash, and it's just just happens to be a fun game to play, also. So, uh, yes, yeah. Anyways, our next story uh, is also from Nintendo Life. Ubisoft is launching five AAA games before April of next year, and the Switch is re- receiving at least one of those. Uh, Ubisoft's latest financial calls revealed the French video game giant will be releasing a total of five AAA games before April of next year. Three will arrive in the third quarter of, of its next fiscal year, October through December, and the other two will be released in the fourth quarter, which is January to March. At the moment, the only three of these game only three of these games are known. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, the Switchbound release Gods and Monsters, which I'm really excited for, uh, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. All of these titles were delayed uh, last October to increase development time. Uh, so what are the other two? Uh, I think a lot of people think it's going to be Assassin's Creed and some... Uh, uh, Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry is the... Is, Kotaku seems to think that uh, Far Cry is the other game, which... Man, so it's just far it's, cry. It's, needs just to it's go. gonna boss cancel. What is this shelf? Is what gonna boss? I mean, that private game. I don't know, dude. I don't even care about that game anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, I was excited when I thought it was like Assassin's Creed, but pirates, right? I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. But when I found out it was like this big weird multiplayer thing, and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're adding like single player components to it to make it more that way. Uh, but. I don't know. I'm really excited for God and Mo- Gods and Monsters and Assassin's Creed, though. I I think it's gonna be another Tom Clancy game. Well, they like I mean Rainbow Six, like 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 Ghost Recon, open world. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't I don't think they like to release them that close together, especially with at the uh, breakpoint after Breakpoint and the Division being so close together. I think they've learned their lesson, and I think whatever other Tom Clancy games are working on, they're just gonna. Uh, not shelve, but they're going to delay. Like I know a lot of people want a new Splinter Cell, and I think, uh-huh. I think a Splinter Cell is coming, but I think it's it, going to be it's going to be way later. I, I well, I, I hope it's a Mario Rabbit suit. That uh, well, everybody, yeah, I, everybody I, wants that. Uh, I I can't believe that that hasn't been you know because like I I want another Mario Rabbits also like that is another game that I downloaded that I want to finish and play the DLC because that Donkey Kong trailer is awesome. Yes. Uh, By the way, I watch a lot of trailers to make our new intro. That's why I, <laughs> that's why like all these older games are popping up because like I'm I've been watching all the trailers and they're just phenomenal. <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, I I really hope it's a new IP. Uh, I really hope the other two are really just new IPs. I, I don't 
We don't need another Far Cry right now. I know. That's like the last, like, even if they were working on anything else in there, mm-hmm. like, where's our, where's the third Rayman game? Where's our Rayman legacy that was rumored like two years ago? Right. And they and I know they said Beyond Good and Evil is way off. So they said that's not think, part I of it. I don't think Beyond Good and Evil is even coming out. To to be honest with you, like I whatever I, like, a, I think it's got pushed to Series X and uh PS5. Well, I yeah, I I just I just don't I don't even know if that game's even going to come out. Uh, like I, if it comes out it'll be in a beta an open beta form and it'll just yeah. exist in that kind of space forever. Yeah, because that game should have way been out. Yeah, so, so I'm not um, even like I'm not even like even close to worrying about that game. Did you think Trials Fusion is another one? No, because well, Trials Trials, Trials Rising just came out like what uh-huh. last year, like a year ago. It came out in early February last year. So, uh, what is the one for Honor? Mm. I, I think it's too early for that because they've been updating it like crazy. They just had a big update, what, a couple weeks ago with like Assassin's Creed, like an Assassin's Creed event, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, and what was their. I know they're not doing another Steep because Steep 2 didn't really sell. Yeah. Uh, the one racing game that they had. Oh, the uh, crew. The crew. Yeah, the crew. The crew 2 did terrible. Yeah, so they may have given up on that series. Yeah, uh, an interesting series, but just a just not great. <laughs> not so. really executed well. Uh, yeah, I think they just need two new games. Um, what we'll when when we'll see them, who knows? And uh, I don't know how their stadium business is going to go with those games. Like, well, I mean. They did the smart thing where, like, if you get UB Pass, you can use it on Steam or Stadia. So, like, it's it's not like, I mean, if you if the UB Pass came to to Xbox, like, I would be all over it. But that's just me. Yeah. But anyways, we're gonna move on to our last story here because we still got a question to get to. Uh, Activision is planning uh, planning to release quote several remasters in 2020. Uh, this is from IGN. Activision says that players can expect uh, many more remasters and, quote, reimagined experiences from uh, in 2020 after the success of revived franchises like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and more. Uh, during the Q4 fiscal year 2019 investor call uh, earlier this week, Activision Blizzard CFO Dennis Durkin revealed that in addition to new games and IP, Activision will, quote, continue to tap into our portfolio of beloved IP to bring several remasters and reimagined experiences to our players in 2020, which we'll announce closer to launch. Uh, Activision already released several several, uh, successful remasters, including Crash, Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, Spyro Reignited, uh, Modern Warfare, and... uh, has modern warfare listed here twice uh activision has a library of dormant ips like guitar hero tony hawk's pro skater uh there are also several blizzard titles that could be remastered including diablo which a lot of people think that uh diablo 2 is going to be the next kind of overhauled game that they're going to do although i think they're going to try to take their time because of the uh warcraft 3 reforged thing that's been going on that debacle <laughs> has been dude i 
Blizzard has just been a dumpster fire for the last. I mean, not, I look. I love Overwatch, and you know, I respect the crap out of what Diablo does. Right, and World of Warcraft is still a monster of a game. But like, what is happening at Blizzard? What is what is happening? I at this point in time, I couldn't tell you. Like, it's just like, the, what are the, you doing? The quality in their business like fail like quickly. Like, how how did you go from one of the biggest MMOs with Warcraft with World of Warcraft to this? I mean, where- how do you just how do you mess up a remaster of a game that you're trying to you know build hype for? Right, like I. Like they, like the the game, like a Game Informer show went into it, right? Where they were they were yeah. talking about like their like they had reforged on their cover and like the cover story. By the time they published the cover story, all the information was already out of date because Blizzard didn't have the budget or the time to finish it, and like they just kind of said, "Screw it, let's just put it out," right? And like I think the I think the thing that people that are. They- I think, Everything they they showed and announced wasn't in the game. Like, yeah, like how, that, like dynamic story, camera angles, and reimagined cutscenes, and you know the the only one that they left in was the the one that opens the game, right? And like the fact that you can't even get the original version of the game anymore because they merged the clients is mm-hmm. like really messing messing them up. But like I know this is a to- this is a topic for a boss rush. Like I I know. This does, and but like after after the success of Diablo three on Switch, like they've just had like a they've just gone into like this weird downward spiral, you know? Like it's I don't get it. I think I think it has something to do with Activision's part on it because Blizzard is known for having high quality. Not putting the game out until everything was working. Yes, Diablo 3 for PC had its problems, but they worked on it and got they fixed. There is no way that you promise everybody all of this stuff, make it a big deal, and then you just throw it out as a janky mess. Like, mm-hmm. who do- who does that? This is the beginning of the year. You guys, the they delayed this game. And it should have been spot on everything that they promised on. Blizzard has money. People are still playing World of Warcraft. Y'all are getting major bucks. Even from, even from Overwatch. So you're going to release a janky mess like this? Now everybody's questioning you. Dude, World, you are, World of Warcraft and Overwatch are printing money for them. Hand over yes. fist. Right? Like, just like the, the loot boxes alone in Overwatch and the $15 a month they're getting from people for, wow, I, I think it's 10 now. I think they lowered it to $10 a month. But still, mm-hmm. like, you have, what, 7 million active monthly users still in World of Warcraft? Like, that's $70 million a month you're bringing in. <laughs> you know? It's like, right. just from that, and not to mention, like, People still been spending money on loot boxes with the events in in Overwatch and stuff. It's just I don't understand. But. You had you had the the China thing happen. That everybody got mad. So you trying to make it up for that. You got this going on. Well, now 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 it's just like 
you you as a company what happened to the leadership what happened to the quality that you guys stood for and, and yes it's cool that Rob Ferguson is going to Blizzard to be on Diablo 4 but it's just like are you going there to get this game shaped up well, well it's it's gonna I think it's the Bioshock situation again right where like mm-hmm. remember how much of a mess that game was right it, towards the like probably the last year or so and he he moved from Epic to to irrational to ship that game and then he left after bioshock was to and went to black tusk which is now the coalition right like i don't know man i hope i hope was like because i've respect as much as i don't really care for blizzard games like i've respected them as a company for such a long Mm -hmm. time and it's just sad to see this spiral but uh you know we'll we'll save this conversation because i know Ray especially would probably love to have this conversation with us, so may, we'll we'll save that for for, for a boss, boss rush. Uh, write that down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. Be- yeah, because uh, Megan Green's question, I I want to discuss too on boss rush. Uh, yeah. So, but anyways, so. like I, I've been hearing rumblings of them kind of remastering Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk one one and two, and putting that on modern consoles. Uh, you know, there, there's been rumblings of, of them maybe making a new Crash game, like a cra- proper Crash 4. Uh, I don't even know what IP Activision I, has anymore. And I what, could, Pitfall? <laughs> I could actually say I really don't care for any remasters from Activision. Yeah, I really, I was, I really I was, don't either. Unless they're, unless they're going to, like, put a Modern Warfare trilogy out or something. Like, I, I know people would go nuts over that, but, like, they just they just did that, you know? Right, I'm like you. I, the my thing with Activision, Activision is like you're not really gonna put nothing out for Nintendo. So I mean, yeah, okay. So Crash and Spiral, but those games were or those games got way delayed, and they should have been out when the other two systems can got their games. Uh, I don't know if it's an exclusive deal or whatever, but I, I could I pretty feel pretty much feel like I really don't care about anything with Activision has. Yes, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one. Fantastic game. I definitely enjoy it, but I'm just like any anything else from them. I, they're not gonna bring it really to Nintendo. So wh- what does it do for me? It does not gonna do nothing. I really hope we get that prototype remaster. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that sentence with a straight face. Uh, yeah, uh, I honestly I'll I stick to infamous. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I don't really care, and I don't even really care to finish talking about this either. So, uh, you know. So, all right, we have one question for the question block. Remember, you can email us at nintendopowerblock at gmail to get your question read on the question block. Uh, we have one question this week. Uh, somebody by the name of Scott Socks. I hope that's your real name. I really hope your last name is Sox. Uh, Scott Sox asks, uh, he says, Greetings, guys. Now that the Wonderful 101 is coming to the Nintendo Switch and other platforms, do you think some other companies will do what Platinum is doing to get their games onto the platform? Do you think this is a strategy they could use? Thanks. Um, well, I, I think that Platinum is in a very, very specific case, right, where they... They want to. They 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 want to start self publishing. They own the rights to most of their IP, right? They signed a deal to get 
wonderful 101 back from Nintendo because Nintendo did publish that game and they owned the publishing rights. I don't know if they owned the IP or not, but they definitely had the publishing rights to it. And like, uh, I think Platinum... Uh, I, I, I think, think they did, but I don't know. Yeah. I think Platinum is in this unique space where they... I think a lot of people still view Platinum as an underdog because their games are... A, a lot of their games are really well received, but they never sell like... They don't do like, you know, monster numbers. They'll sell, yeah. they'll sell like a million. Like Bayonetta two sold a lot, right? Like uh, across Switch and Wii U, right? Like, yes. The Metal Gear sold a lot, uh, but you know, game games like Near took a long time to reach that million, million mark. Uh, you know, that the Wonderful One Hundred One didn't sell well on Switch at all. It had a really high appreciation from people, but it didn't really sell well because it was stuck on the Wii U. So. I think they're in this really unique position where they still feel like the underdogs, especially with the cancellation of Scalebound and you know some projects not coming to light because of of publishing deals falling through and you know Babylon's Fall looks cool, but like I, I know they have the market, the budget of Square Enix behind them, and so like I, I think it's really they're just really in this unique position to to try to do this. Uh, well, this is this is the thing about it. Um, it depends on who, what companies are you, you know, asking to do this, um, because Platinum is more of a second tier independent company. You know, if if Insomniac was in the same position and they wanted to bring Ratchet and Clank to Xbox and Nintendo. Um, I could see this happening. Uh, but well, I mean, Ratchet and Clank is owned by PlayStation, though. Right, but it, but they weren't on when they when those games were made. They didn't own Insomniac. No, but no, Sony owns Ratchet and Clank. They didn't own Insomniac. Insomniac said that they own Ratchet and Clank. It was all the IPs they owned. Mm, anyway, that's con- sorry. Continue. Sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, and so, like, if, if that could happen, or Sunset Overdrive, let's say, if they wanted to bring that to PlayStation or Xbox, I could probably, not Xbox, to Switch, that probably could happen too. Um, it just depends on, like, who, it, it depends on how they go about it. Do, did Platinum need a Kickstarter for this? Pretty much, I think so, yeah, because they're, as much as a company that they are known for, they need outsource uh, outsource work to help them mm-hmm. to do. I mean, that's uh, why they did. Do. That's why they did uh, Transformers and Ninja Turtles and and Korra, right? Like they needed yeah. those licensed games to fund their their you know quote unquote dream projects, right? Like another game that I would really love to see them push for is Vanquish. Like I would love yeah. to see that come to, and I know I know Vanquish and uh, Bayonetta One are coming to Xbox One and PlayStation Four and a two and a two pack, right? Like I th- I think that's really awesome, uh, and I know they have as of this recording they still have three more projects to reveal through there, uh, whatever this new website they're doing. I think it's called Platinum Platinum4.com yeah. or something, where they're like kind of teasing and revealing new projects and and what they're kind of aiming for, and I really hope of sequel to vanquish is in there um because i kind of feel like this is like some people were like oh what if they do metal gear revengeance 2 or whatever and i'm like they're not going to do that first of all 
Konami would want to reveal that game. Second of all, they're not going to do that game without Kojima. I don't. I really feel that way. Uh, yeah. Some people were talking about uh, a beautiful Joe comeback, and I'm like, well, that's Capcom's IP. Maybe they Capcom would really want to reveal that through some other channels, right? Like, to me, this Kickstarter and these four games are going to be games that they want to self-publish, games that they think that you know belong to them. And, and really push themselves, you know? Right. Uh, and and don't forget, like, Cap, like Platinum, they have, to, for some of their games, like Vanquish, they have to go through Sega with that. Well, so, they, they own Vanquish, though. Sega was just their publishing partner. They, yeah. They own, I, they own Vanquish. Like, I, I think yeah. if they wanted to self-publish it, they could. Yeah, but I don't know what the contract is with, with Sega about that. If Sega was just like, yeah, go ahead and put it on Switch. Uh, I think Sega will probably allow them to do that, uh, or or something like that. I think we, I, I would need a list to see what what games Platinum actually own um, themselves. Yeah, let me let me look that up. Um, but keep going. Sorry. You know because with with Bayonetta two and Bayonetta three. Because it belongs, I mean, even though Bayonetta is with Platinum, the first game is really with Sega, in a sense. But 2 and 3 is with Sega and Nintendo. Nintendo did all the funding for that in publishing. Sega did part of the publishing or part of the deal um, for it. So those three companies work together. So it'll be hard for them to get 2 and 3 on other platforms because... They Platinum had to work a deal with Nintendo and Sega for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, um. It looks like it looks like a lot of their stuff is owned by them, like I it, or owned by the companies that that published, like uh, Mad World, Infinite Space, Bayonetta, Vanquish, Anarchy Reigns. Uh, all are the publishing rights are through Sega. And uh, Metal Gear Rising, owned by Konami. Wonderful One Hundred One. It's it says Nintendo still on this on this website, but they clearly got out of that somehow. Yes. Uh, Legend of Korra and Transformers Activision, uh, Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard are Nintendo. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Activision, uh, Near Automata is Square Enix, Astral Chain Nintendo. Astral Chain is an is a Nintendo owned IP, so yeah. I know a lot of people were thinking that Astral Chain could be ported to other systems, but I'm, I'm like, this is clearly a Nintendo, Nintendo IP. Yeah. So, uh, and then the only one listed here under Platinum Games owned is Wonderful 101. It's, it's which, which which Nintendo gave them back to. Yeah, and everything yeah. else. Uh, I mean, Scalebound is still on here, owned by Microsoft. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is owned by Psy Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babylon's Fall is owned by Square Enix. So, like, these could potentially either be they could either be getting IP back from Sega, which could be either Mad World or Vanquish, uh, or these are new IP that they're bringing. So, yeah, and and I know Nintendo wants to keep a working relationship with Platinum. Oh yeah, yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean. Bayonetta is such a big thing for Nintendo to have. Like, yeah, in terms of not even if it doesn't sell extremely well, which I think Bayonetta three will sell well. But like, even if it doesn't sell well, it's a it's a mature 
kind of aimed at a specific audience it's a it's a bullet point for nintendo to have right and like to have platinum games make it an exclusive game for you is is something that you want on your like on your list of games that you have available for the console right so yeah (coughs) and they know and platinum knows that you know working with nintendo star fox zero um and probably some other projects that they got planned. I think they, I think Platinum trusts Nintendo more, and I think Nintendo trusts Platinum more to be like, you guys make great games, regardless of we market, regardless of they sell or not. We we trust you guys to really de- to really deliver, and everybody who are willing to give Platinum that chance. They will deliver it, and on, and the reason I I said Insomniac, I bring up Insomniac is because th- at first they said they were an independent studio who owned all of their IPs, so that's why when Ratchet and Clank came up and stuff, yeah, they only put it on Sony platforms, but I thought they owned Ratchet and Clank. Uh, uh-uh, I actually looked that up too. They actually, because uh, it's Ratchet and Clank Resistance. Because they, I know they owned Resistance. Or actually, now that's a Sony. It's a, no, it says Sony. I know. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to find where it said Insomniac before Sony bought them. I know. Yeah. I know that game they did for EA Fuse is Fuse. O- is owned by EA. Right, because it was a different Ratchet, game. Than Ratchet Insomniac. and Clank says it's been owned by Sony since they started. It was just a second party thing. Uh, so it was. It, let's see here. So, so uh, why did they Sunset so, Overdrive? The IP is owned by Insomniac. Microsoft owns the publishing rights to that first game, mm-hmm. but now the IP is owned by Sony because Insomniac owns, or Sony owns Insomniac. So now right. Sunset Overdrive is a Sony IP. So I don't know. That's interesting. Right, because I I know they said they were independent studio. Uh, or independent developer and I thought that everything that they made because of them being independent they were only yeah no I, I it, but they just put it on one platform no. yeah I don't I don't know I think it's just a contract by contract basis contract okay so uh, but anyways like I, I I feel like there are other companies that could do this but they have to be like really um, you know they really have to to like i think man i'm trying to think of an of a of a developer that could probably do this i think like maybe well i was gonna say gunfire games but they're kind of they're still owned by thq now still so uh not really because they because thq didn't release uh they didn't release remnant from the ashes they didn't it was that did they just uh it was some. I think someone else did it, but Gunfire Games they did Remnant from the Ashes, and it wasn't a THQ game. I don't think it was. Huh. I know, I know, Darksiders. Yes, that's yeah. THQ, um, but they pretty much put it on on anything. Um, I just, I think, I think there's like a really because like if Capcom or Konami or Activision went to Kickstarter to fund a game, I think people mm. would lose their minds. Like, I think, I think Platinum lands in the sweet spot of like, okay, these, are, this is a developer that a lot of people like, and they, they, they still feel like an underdog, and and they, they, they really deserve to have their games played. And if this is how they have to do it, then 
you know, uh, I think Double Fine was a was a a company that could have done this before yeah. Microsoft bought them. Like I think yeah. they've kind of fallen that same kind of uh, everybody loves them, but their games don't get played a whole lot type thing. And and at one point, Double Fine. Well, yeah, because when well, Double they, Fine was indie, they did do Kickstarter. Well, they had their uh, own version of Kickstarter, which is called yes, what Fig? I think it was what it was called. I think so. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think Ninja Theory could have did it if they weren't owned by yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, I, I think Ninja Theory could have done that too. Um, yeah, but you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, like I think Obsidian or in, in Exile could have definitely been those studios that did that before Microsoft bought them. Uh, you know, I, there, there's definitely studios out there that does that. You know, have that, this. I, it just, you know, it, it, it's mostly like independent companies that feel like a second party but yeah. they don't belong to anybody yeah um not 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 saying so much they're yeah it's just that games that when they put them out on a platform like insomniac that is it feels like a second party insomniac but they were independent and mm-hmm. if they went to kickstarter to put some of their stuff on other consoles and not let sony own those ips i think that would have worked i think people would have funded them to put it on. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think one of the lessons that you do have to be wary of is that, yes, it is good that um, Platinum got this money. Uh, I believe that they're going to deliver. It's going to be up to people actually buying it and whatever they get was worth the donations because once again, I, I go back to Shinmu 3, and it's just like, yeah, I waited, put all that money in, and it turned out the way that it turned out. Even even uh, <coughs> Mighty Number no. 9, how that all turned out. And it's just like, you got to be worried regardless of they're getting money to port a game that was exclusive to one system to other systems. You got to be, you know... We gotta make sure that who are you gonna invest in with that Kickstarter, and hopefully Platinum really delivers. Yes, it is coming to PC and it is coming to PS4. So we want to make. I want to make sure that all that money that went to them, let those sales numbers on PS4 and Switch and Steam all really showcase that this that this game was deserved better sale numbers when it first came out. <coughs> <sighs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm looking forward to what Platinum has to, has to uh, reveal. I hope I hope you know we get at least one new IP. I hope there's some love for Vanquish in there. I hope there's some love for for some of their older things. Maybe maybe they're gonna work in collaboration with with Capcom for Okami too, right? Like I know they've mm-hmm. kind of expressed interest in doing that, right? Uh, so. We'll see. We will. We will definitely see. But uh, that's our that's our question block for the for the episode. Uh, we didn't have a lot of questions. So uh, if you guys want your questions read on the show, make sure you email us or look for our social media threads on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else we are. We're in a lot of places. So, uh, but I think that's I think that's it. That's going to be a show. This has been Nintendo Power Block episode 182 i want to thank everybody so much for watching remember you can find us on your podcast feeds every saturday at 7 a.m eastern time uh of course this week we are recording on monday 
So uh, if some sort of Nintendo Direct happens this week, which there's been rumors that there could be, uh, this is exactly when they had their first Direct last year. Uh, so we will figure it out. Uh, I will be doing a Direct breakdown at some point if there is one this week, and then Ed and I will obviously clear our schedule on Fridays to do an emergency episode. So, uh, yes. You know, we, we do have stuff planned to do on Friday, but we will definitely clear <laughs> clear the schedule to fit it in. So, Yes, we will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games and on Facebook and Instagram at boss rush games. Join our Facebook community. I know we don't plug that enough. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time in there. Hopefully you guys are participating in the backlog challenge. Uh, so... Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro and optional opinion SoundCloud and other podcast apps. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on social media at I am Corian HD and you can follow me on Mixer at Corian HD. You can also find me on plenty of other things on bossrushgames.com. Also Ed. So uh, hopefully yes. my Hellblade review will be up by the time you guys hear this. Hopefully some of my videos will be up also hopefully uh a lot of things are happening so uh, also just to put this out there we are kind of looking to expand add a couple people to the team if you want to try podcasting or writing or doing other cool stuff uh just dm us our dms are open uh email us also we would we would love to hear what you would like to do and, and see if you're a good fit here so uh, yes yeah Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching, and next week, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woohoo!